All right, everyone. Thank you again for listening to uh, the American Nightmare podcast. This is episode 36, recorded on March 18th, 2021. All right. Let's get started with a little bit of horror news. Um, bunch of stuff going on in the horror uh, world today. Um, South by Southwest has been digital uh, because of uh, COVID, but now we have uh, uh, a new movie coming out starring Barbara Crampton called Jacob's Wife, and apparently it's got some really great reviews. Yeah. What uh, what do we get for uh, like a synopsis? Like what's uh Anne is a small town is married to a small town minister and feels Jacob. like her life and marriage have been shrinking over the past 30 years. After a chance encounter with the master, she discovers a new sense of power and an appetite to live bigger and bolder than before. Anne oh. is increasingly torn between her in enticing new existence and her life before. The body count grows and Jacob realizes he will have to fight for the wife that he took for granted. Hmm. The master is like, like it's probably like a vampire then I'm thinking. Perhaps, like, yeah. And the, 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 the trailer is pretty good. I'll post the trailer on the website and I'll probably post it on the Facebook too, but it looks really good. Uh, this nice. is coming from a, a dread central, um, a little news article in dread central. Um, yeah. So Barbara Crampton, first of all, she is just a, a, a classic scream queen. I love yes. her and everything yes. she's in. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing her in something new. Yes. Um, apparently, we have uh, Rob Zombie talking about the possibility of doing the monsters. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Although, of course, it's a vehicle for Sherry Moon Zombie to. Uh, of course. <laughs> I'm assuming she'll be Lily. <laughs> a prob- yeah. prob- probably probably but yeah that's uh it's a little interview here i saw an hour and a head uh interesting read i'll post a link to it but yeah the possibility of him doing something with the monsters is interesting yeah it is i i, I mean i'd probably check it out i like i like zombie for the most part i liked the monsters when they were out like yeah, it'll be interesting to see his take on it yeah absolutely and he's hit or miss but you know uh he is a, he is a, a, one of those classic monster guys, and he really yeah. does love the monsters. So I think he'll do it justice. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm interested to see his twist on it. Like, if, is is he going to keep it like PG, or is it going to be like yeah. the Firefly family, but you know the monsters? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Um. New trailer posted online for a new alien horror movie called Embryo. Hmm. Let's see what we got here. A little summary on that. Kevin and his girlfriend, Evelyn, are camping in the woods when she is abducted and impregnated by an otherworldly being. As the entity inside her begins to grow at a rapid rate, Evelyn's cravings can only be satiated by the taste of human flesh. When she brutally attacks a doctor and they go on the run in a big city where they can find help to remove the embryo that is slowly taking over Evelyn's body. That sounds pretty good. 
Yeah, uh, there's a nice little uh, trailer that looks really freaking interesting. Another one that I'm just ab- absolutely ready to watch. I uh, can't wait to see when this one comes out. Let's see, where is it going to be distributed? Yeah, I was just going to say, is it going to be, is that a shutter or? It's going to be available on digital late April. It's going to premiere at Fright Fest 2020, which I think we mentioned that once before. Fright Fest is going to be an online streaming event this year. Probably, I probably won't attend, but it's going to be a screening of it there. Cool. Um, Let the Right One In is looking like it's going to be reworked as a TV series. <laughs> yes. Um, in other words, it's in another way for an American to fuck up a great foreign film. Yeah, you really can't drag that on much longer than the movie either, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, what are they going to like go to high school then together? Well, the and goal like... here is as, they, as the girl has been traveling from place to place yeah, so uh, with, her, gonna... with her handler. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, mm. I do know that uh, they're talking about. Uh, let's see. Da-da-da-da. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't foresee this as being anything great. But but yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see what the concept says here. The concept is Mark, a father, and his twelve-year-old do- daughter Eleanor. Who, whose lives were changed forever 10 years earlier when she turned into a vampire. Locked in a cage, 12, perhaps forever, Eleanor lives a closed-in life, able only to go out at night where her father does his best to provide her with a minimal amount of human blood she needs to stay alive. Eh. Hmm. Eh. The movie, the, the foreign film was great. The American adaptation was garbage. I expect this to be garbage, too. Yep. Yeah, it isn't. Uh, I don't know. I probably won't. Uh, the original one was phenomenal. Absolutely. the The original foreign film was stellar. Loved it. Loved it. It's on my list of movies that I watch frequently. Yeah. Uh, Blumhouse and Epics team up for a horror thr- horror thriller in a house on the bayou. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yes, it's a. Blumhouse trail, uh, trailer now comes out called Welcome to the Blumhouse. Um, it's an unexpected premium network epics and Blumhouse today announced that their partnership with Jason Blum's television company will develop and produce an eight, uh, produce eight elevated standalone horror genre thriller movies in, uh, in exclusively for the epics network. Well, they did that with uh, Prime and none of those were really good. No, there was that? some. Yeah, yeah, there was a. Uh, there was, was a, yeah. Was it the lie? There was. Yeah, there was yeah. a couple that I enjoyed. Um, there was a Halloween. Like they had them all based on the different like holidays throughout the the year. Yeah. There was like one a month. I, there was a couple that I actually really liked. I mean, they weren't they weren't like five out of five stars, but they were yeah. like two and a half or three, which you know. It's, if you're looking for something to watch, th- there were some decent ones. The yep. first film is going to uh, be called A House on the Bayou. Uh, and it's going to be uh, from writer-director Alex McCauley, who directed and wrote Don't Tell a Soul. It's going to commence production in late spring, and they're aiming to get this released on Epics by December 2021. 
you know, Blumhouse again is hit or miss a lot of times. They they make a lot of great films, but there's been a couple that were pooping. They've made some stinkers too. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the uh, the Cajun horror genre either, but. Yo, man, dude, backwoods shit scares the fuck out of me. I, I'm not a, yeah. not a big fan of it either, but uh, it does scare the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing worse than a bunch of rednecks in the bayou. Or just, uh, he'll... just just look at House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Um, Mortal Kombat has released new footage of the opening sequence. Uh, nice. You can watch that uh, uh, TV spot and new trailer on YouTube. It actually looks um, pretty freaking, uh, pretty freaking good. Uh, it's yeah, not I think it looks good. Uh, I, I don't know if we can call it horror, but sure, it's got a lot of gore in it and stuff. So it's yeah. gonna be, it'll be, well, it'll be something that we talk about when it comes out. Yep. Yeah, we sometimes talk about things that aren't horror, like you know, tomorrow uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out, or you totally know, stoked like, for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. All right. Well, Godzilla versus Kong, bam, Mecha Godzilla confirmed. Oh, yeah, you thought it, you saw him in the, the, trailer. the trailer. You saw it in the trailer, and now the new trailer has even more information. And Funko Pop Toys made a mistake and advertised the Mecha Godzilla uh, toy for the movie. Oh, man. Way to go, Funko. <laughs> yeah, nothing you like a toy company. it up. Yeah, nothing like a, like a toy company to screw up the reveal. But apparently, it's pretty cool. It lights up the flames that come out of his mouth, glow in the dark. It's pretty cool. Sweet. Uh, it looks really neat. Uh, I kind of wonder what the actual full Mechagodzilla will look like in the movie, but I'm stoked for it. Yeah, I can't wait. The only thing is it stinks is, like, I. that's one of those ones I really would have liked to see on IMAX. Yeah. You know, like, it would have been awesome. Yeah. I, I watched from the comfort of my own couch, but... Yeah. Uh, that's the funny thing is theaters are starting to open up, like, right here in California. They just are getting ready to open. Uh, we're going into the orange tier, I believe, next... Uh, early next week, they're predicting we'll be in the orange tier. And when that happens, mm-hmm. the movie theaters will open back up, and I'm not going until I get it. Yeah, same theater. here, man. Not until I get vaccinated. I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not going to places like that. I don't like to play Russian roulette. Yeah. Know? Um, Venom, let there be carnage. The delay has been re- has uh, the release has been delayed until September. Eh, bummer. Yeah, uh, and this is kind of a fall down effect or domino effect from the multiple Sony and MCU movies that have been delayed along the line. Here, uh, the issue is that there's a the delay with Spider Man and such. They need to push this back a little further because there's some other events that take place that connect yeah. to this. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. We kind of expected this, you know, with last year, all the delays. I'm still kind of concerned that there's been no word on whether or not the May release date for uh, um, the Black Widow movie has not yet been confirmed to still be on point. So we'll have to yeah. wait and see what happens there. Well, and they said there was a couple of things that took place, like, within um, within uh, WandaVision that should have, like, been after yeah. that came, but... It is what it is, you know? Yeah. 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 So we'll we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I am I am eager to see Let There Be Carnage. I mean, I don't love the Sony Spider-Verse shit that they're doing, you know, all these different things. Like, the Spider-Verse anima- anime was awesome. Yeah, the, the I like that. The original Venom movie, you know, the special effects were great and all, but the story was just garbage. Yeah, and I like Tom Hardy as Venom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but uh, you can only do so much with a pile of shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. 
think there might be one, two other ones here. Um, there's another trailer called Witness Infection. This is a um, car uh, horror comedy movie. Oh, uh, nice. It's a story about uh, two rival uh, mob families that are transferred from the uh, Witness Protection Program to the same city by mistake. <laughs> Uh, life has always <laughs> been pretty protected for Carlos Sorelli, but his past is about to come back to haunt him. Carlos' father has kept him out of the deadly mob business by giving him a job in the family dog groomers, while his younger brother, Dominic, has always done the dirty work. All this is coming to an end as Carlos' father has to force him to keep an arranged marriage with the daughter of the rival M- Miliola family. Carlos' two best friends, Gina and Vince, vow to help him get out of this predicament. But all they, but they all get in the way of their heads when, they, when a serious infection starts eating the town. The good news is that Carlo may not have to get married after all, but the bad news is that everyone might die. Uh, the trailer <laughs> is actually pretty goddamn funny looking. Uh, Witness infection, oh. like witness protection, witness. Yeah, infection. it sounds like it's got potential. Yeah, um, apparently it got uh, some uh, accolades from the Portland Horror Festival. Got the best director from the International Online Film Festival, uh, the HA Comedy Arts Festival. It got a it got a accolades from there, um, and also from the Frostbite Film Festival. It got the best practical effects award. Oh, nice, nice. So. Looking forward to that. I love practical effects, so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think I might have had one more. No, I don't. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. You guys got anything? Uh, I just, uh, I've been uh, almost caught up on Servant. I got uh, one episode to go yet till I'm all the way caught up to the, uh, the present. I think the season finale just happened last week. Yeah, I'm yeah. on, what, nine, episode nine on season two. We haven't watched nine yet, so. I will, say, I will say this. Um, I liked season one better. Okay. Yeah. This, I mean, this just gets kind of like like more and more crazy. Like yeah. I'm just like, what? It's off the, what the rails, bro. On? It's off the rails. Tim <laughs> yeah. Night Shyamalan, man. I mean, it was it was crazy in the first season, but you you still saw like you know the track where the train was on. Yeah. Now the train's like in the woods somewhere. <laughs> like like I'm like what the. F- as, yeah, I like said, it, as I said to my daughter, I said this this season is off the rails. Like it's it's really, it's really almost to the point where I'm like, I, you know, if they come out with a third season, I might not watch it because the end of this season. Well, I didn't see the end, so yeah. I don't. I got well, I got one more to go yet. So, and I just watched a good movie the other night. Uh, you guys should check it out. But it's it's not for free yet anywhere. I I purchased it on uh, Prime for like three bucks. Um, Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's. Did you see? I it? think I watched the trailer for it. Yeah, it's a it's a dude who um, who like helps like save a bunch of people at a bank robbery, but he accidentally kills somebody in the bank robbery too. So he goes away to prison for a while. Uh, and when he gets out of prison, he's like a celebrity ish guy's like a little mental though. Um, and he's trying to get away from everybody, so he takes a trip to to Finland. And when he's in Finland, he he gets uh, abducted by this crazy family who like ties him up in their basement. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, the I don't know the, I forget who the guy is I, I know his name and I and I've heard of him before he the, the main actor he's great because throughout the movie he's he talks to himself but he's actually like the, he plays both roles of himself and 
the, the asshole himself that he's talking to. Yeah. It was it was a really good movie. Nice. I actually started watching um, that TV series Prodigal Son. Oh yeah, how's that? I love it. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, my sister was pinging me saying you got to watch this uh, series Prodigal Son. So what channel is that on, Sal? It's on HBO uh, Max. Uh, Okay. I believe it originally aired on Fox or something, and it might be on Hulu. I wonder if it's on Hulu too. Okay. Might be. Might be. Might be. Check that out. It's really good though. and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm watching about two or three episodes a night. It's uh, that good. Okay, like, good. Like a 45-minute? Yeah, because I like those. I like about, those. It's just about an hour, actually, per episode. Oh, okay. And there's 20 like episodes in season one, and season two starts in January. Okay. okay Is it like, did you see Mindhunter, Sal? Is it yeah, like it's kind of like that, because you have this one guy who's like a perfect... Profiler. Yeah, see, I love I love that show, Mindhunter. I was so sad when it like sort yeah. of. He's like a perfect profiler of killers, and he's working with the police department, and he like picks up everything like right away. But in intertwined to that, episodic stories of each crime that they're trying to solve. Does it, they go to like crime scenes? Like he gets like dark and yeah, weird. there's gory stuff. It's pretty okay, pretty, pretty good. It's pretty watch. gory, pretty nasty. Lots of blood and gore and body parts. Um, Watch it, and then and then the the thing is like there's an intertwining story that he's trying to figure out what happened to his past. Like when he caught his father, you know, committing the crime, and he called the police. He found a girl's body inside of like a a chest, but when the cops got there, there was no girl. And throughout his whole life, his mom was like, "There was no girl in the chest." And the cops were like, "There was never a girl in the chest." And his dad was like, "I never had a girl in the chest," but. He's dreaming about it, and he's starting to find clues and elements that there really was a woman's body in that chest. Cool. And it turns out this crazy shit happened to him as a kid, and he's un- he's unraveling the mystery as he. Gets. Yeah, that does sound pretty good. Yeah. So I watched uh, on my end, uh, "Come to Daddy." Oh yeah, how was that? It's on it my was list. really good. It was really good. It was yeah, really it's on good. my list too. That's a uh, what's his name, Elijah Wood. Elijah, right? Elijah Wood. Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's it's yeah. It's really different. Good. I liked it a whole bunch. Yeah. Yeah, I have that in my queue. Is it kind of is it is it comedic at all, or is it just straight up horror? Yeah, no, it is. It is. Yep. All right. Cool. It is. Yeah, it's it's definitely comedic. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. It takes a little bit for it to get going, but once it gets going, it's pretty good. Fantastic. I, uh, I'll give movies a, a, a bit till I decide whether to write them off or not. <laughs> yep. If you guys want to save it for one of the podcast movies, too, we can do that. But. Yeah, sure. That would be fun. All right. Let's uh, get on with the uh, top five this month. Oh, and I did see uh, Devil All the Time. That was freaking what? dark. Right. Was right. good, though, right? Oh, yeah. The characters in that movie. In the acting dude, was the phenomenal. The preacher. Robert yeah. Pattinson. Yeah, that dude was Great, creepy motherfucker. He's yeah, the actor, like whoever wrote the the characters and that, just really good imagination. Just not only that, yeah. just just the quality of actors in there. I'll say that, you know. Oh yeah. For what's his face that plays uh, Spider Man? Uh, what's what's his name? Toby. Toby. No, that's not Toby <laughs> McGuire. Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. That kid's yeah. a great actor. He really yeah. is. Yeah, he was great. I just watched him in that new movie Cherry. He's freaking great mm-hmm. in that too. That that kid has got some serious acting chops. Yeah. No, it yeah, was a, it was a really it was yeah it was a good movie. It wasn't what I expected, but yeah, it was it was yeah, good. Really All good. Right. So let's talk the top five. Top five this month is top five movies, horror movies based on books. 
Came up with a new one. And this time it is Sal, Craig, Chris. All righty. Right, so let me get a start here. My number five, Psycho, 1960. Okay, yeah. I mean, that is is the slasher film to start all slasher films. Yeah. Based on the uh, real-life murders done by Ed Gein, uh, just kind of like... It's interesting the story behind it. I don't know if you've ever watched that documentary. So is that that's like didn't like Hitchcock used to write all his own stuff, right? No, he actually for this one for Psycho. No, but I'm saying typically he yeah, would. Yeah, typically like, he would write his own stuff. But for this one, he read a book that was getting ready to be published. Yeah. Before it was published, he read the book and loved it so much and wanted to make it a movie that when the book finally did get published, he bought every copy so that wow. no one could read it before he made the movie. Wow. <laughs> That's slick. Yeah, there's a yeah. really great documentary about it that's uh, pretty awesome. And then, and then, of course, I love this movie so much. There's another documentary I think I told you guys about that was 78 slash 35 or whatever. The yeah. 78 yeah. Yeah. cuts of the scene at the beginning of the, the movie. Just, yeah. just love that movie. It's an cl- awesome classic based on a, on a book. Uh, my number four, Misery. Nice. Okay. Now, Misery, of course, the story in, in the film is a slight variation of what's actually in the book. But still, I think it was a very good and noteworthy adaptation. Yeah, this is going to be tough uh, with the Stephen King, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many. Yep. I so I try I tried to limit my Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I did too. Trying to find other stuff. My number three, Hellraiser. Yeah. Based yep. on nice Clive Barker. Clive Barker book. I met Clive Barker. And the uh, the movie is just as great as the book is. Uh, movie gave me nightmares back in the day. Amazing, amazing, amazing book and amazing movie. Yep. My number two is American Psycho. Nice. Yeah. Nice. American Psycho again. Great book. Great movie. Uh, just a bunch of great scenes in there that are commonly requoted one-liners that you could pull up at any time. <laughs> they made that into a Broadway musical too. Apparently, really? I, 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 yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. Um, but I found that out, that it was actually made into a Broadway musical. That's fantastic. Yeah. And my number one horror movie based on a book, It. Oh. Now, okay. when I say It, I'm saying... I'm surprised. I thought you have another the new answer. Version you... of it. The new yeah, not the original? Yes, not the original. No offense to Tim Curry. No, no offense yeah. at all. I really enjoyed the new... No, he movie. was a good Pennywise. Yeah, he yeah. absolutely was, yeah. Uh, and then I got a couple honorable mentions. Uh, the Exorcist, of course, because that was a classic mm-hmm. horror movie based on a book. Yeah. Right. Um, Interview with the Vampire, another fantastic vampire movie based on a great Anne Rice book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Now, that wasn't necessarily a movie, but the, the TV series on Netflix. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice list. All right. Craig. Okay, my number five, I have Misery. Awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see if that's my only uh, <laughs> Stephen, Stephen King. King. It is not. So, <laughs> number four, I went with uh, Let the Right One In. Yep, a great one. Um, that was a novel. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, there was so, like I, because I was trying to not just do Stephen King, I was kind of like looking for stuff. I was like, well, is there anything else that I like that, like, I didn't know that one was uh, based off a, an actual like book. So, learn something with this one. 
Yep. Uh, number three, I have Gerald's Game. Ah, that was a no, great another... adaptation. I thought. Yeah. Did you guys see that one on Netflix? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Didn't we? Uh, didn't we? Did we review that? We or we not, maybe we just all talked about it, but we did talk no. about it because yeah, we were talking we about talk... Stephen King's yeah. uh, contract with Netflix. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And uh, number two, I have The Exorcist. Nice, nice. And I thought Sal would have this one as his number one. I have Jaws for my number one. I was going to add it to the list, but I, I like Jaws, but there were others I liked better. <laughs> yeah. And then honorable mention, uh, I have Salem's Lot, another Stephen nice. King. Nice. Yes, uh, Stephen King. I mean, like, <laughs> you, really, I said I you really can't escape it. No, yeah. and you want to, but I'm like, but I really like that movie. Like, yeah, you know, nice. Yep. Good list. All right. So uh, my number five is The Thing. OK, um, oh, nice. that's based off a book called Who Goes There? Yep. Yep. Um, I just I, I loved the original. I mean, well, the, not the, the black and white remake. one. Yeah. Yeah. The first remake, the one with Kurt <laughs> Russell in it. Such a great movie. Um, my number four, The Exorcist. There you go. Yep. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, similar similar yeah. movies here. Uh, my number three, American Psycho. <laughs> nice, nice. And like I said, I uh, I found out that it uh, was made into a musical too. Would be wow. sweet if they like 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 brought it back. I, I would go see that. Uh, my number two, Hellraiser. Nice. And uh, my number one is it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so much overlap this month. Yeah, we we didn't talk about these uh, these lists at all, and and I get that there's not a actually there's there's quite a few movies there based is, off yeah, of one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I tried to avoid the Stephen King. Um, I got uh, three honorable mentions. I got Misery, uh, Psycho, and uh, The Invisible Man. Oh, nice! Um, the Invisible Man was a good one too. Surprised yeah. nobody went with Shining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, I was going to put it on my list, but let me tell you, the reason why I didn't is because the film strayed so far yeah, from the book. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, what was the point? I like yeah. Dr. Sleep. Like, I like a, oh, that yeah. was a really, oh, yeah. I liked that a lot. I don't know how, we, we talked about that. That was pretty close to the book, yeah. you thought, right? Yep, yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Yes. Very good. A lot right. of the same one. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. That was very good. All right. Uh, I got I to stretch here a little bit before we start talking about this movie. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, the movie that we watched this month and that we're going to review is I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Available mm. on Netflix. Came out, uh, I guess, uh, during the uh, pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me. Uh, I want to bring yeah, up some information. Yeah, like late. I think like late 2020. Like I want to say like fall 2020. Yep. Uh, so thinking of ending things was on Netflix. IMDb gives it a six out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 82 percent. Metacritic gives it 78 percent, and Google Review gives it 51 percent. It came out September. I think that 4th. was that was a novel, also. I think That's right. Correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it, it strays horrifically from the novel. Um, according to everything that I read. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you. So here's the thing. This is uh, written, directed by Charlie Kaufman. Uh, the, screen, the screenplay is written by Charlie Kaufman, and it's adapted from a book called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. 
Um, it starred Jesse Plemons as Jake, uh, Jesse Buckley as Lucy, Tony Collette as the mother, Phenomenal acting David Thewis as yep. as the father. I mean, it's a all star cast of great actors, and they were and they they were great. They I mean, were absolutely they, on point, worthy of Academy Awards. Like, these yeah, are, I, say, Tony Collette isn't bad in anything she does. Either, yeah, right? absolutely, she is an Academy Award winner, and and yep. absolutely deserves every award she gets because she's an amazing actress. And this this F- movie. Just those actors, their their roles were impeccable. It was fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, it, it, whatever those roles were. Yeah, like I mean, they were <laughs> they they played those roles, whatever they were. To to the yeah, I mean, I was impressed. Now let me say, Charlie Kaufman, of course, has a, a long history of mm-hmm. writing wacky movies that are just off of the realm of of sanity, right? And this yeah. movie was no exception to that. No. In fact, I will say this. I watched this movie the week it came out because I love Charlie Kaufman and I heard so much about it when it was being made that I was like, this is something I have got to watch. So I did watch it right away, my daughter and I. And and I will say when it was over, I kind of sat there mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to figure out what the fuck did I just yeah. watch? Like, yeah, especially the... especially that last 20 minutes. Yeah. When it really, like, you're like, whoa. But at the like, very end, you suddenly realize exactly what was going on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, shit. But in the weirdest way. Yeah. Like, to, to finally, like, spell out the, 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 you know, what the point was that was trying to come across in the movie was done in a way that you're just like, oh, what? <laughs> All yeah. right, well. Yes. But I will say this. This is one of those movies Watching it multiple times is rewarding because and this well, is a 2022, so we want to keep. Yeah, I don't think we're going to spoil anything. I, okay, it's going to be kind of hard to, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but but I will say, watching the movie multiple times is rewarding because you begin to understand once you've gotten to the end, right? And then you watch right. it again, you see some very subtle things that were mm-hmm. telling you all along what was going on, yeah. and you just couldn't put it together while watching it. I think that's one thing that I, I wish I would have done different. Like I just watched it uh, two nights ago. Yeah. So it was fresh in my mind for tonight. Yeah. But it's not really fresh in my mind for tonight because I'm still unpacking the whole thing. Right. And there's like a I've lot unpacked to unpack. it better, so I, I kind of yeah feel more like what I felt. I think I felt during that movie yeah. and what it meant. But I still need more time and maybe even to go back and watch it a second time. Right. Right. Now, now the role in there, they don't necessarily say the name of Lucy very much at all. I don't think. In fact, <laughs> I think in well, the in the in the book, according to the author, in the book, they never really give her a name. And Charlie Kaufman went to the uh, range of giving yeah, her yeah. a name. However, yeah, you'll notice that the the author of the story is is the old man himself. And he's not a very good uh, teller of the tale of his life because he keeps intertwining moments that overlap with each other. The, the dinner scene was the most impressive scene because everything kept changing. Oh, my God, dude. I, I had to, like, pause and take a break. <laughs> I, it was making me crazy. Like, I'm just yeah. like, oh, uh, what the... What the hell is going on? Right. It was causing like anxiety. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. That's why I, I thought had Tony so much Clint, anxiety like, at the end of that movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and now I just want to give a spoiler warning because I want to talk about this because there's so many things in it I want to talk about. But I'm going to give details that if you didn't watch the movie, 
it may be it may be a spoiler to you. So if you haven't watched the movie, let's not you know let's pause here. Go watch yeah. the movie. Come back and listen to what we're talking about. And maybe you'll yeah, understand. Yeah, and listen to what we think about the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, you, you may form your own opinions on it. it it's, it's interesting. Like, yeah. yeah, definitely. It's not a traditional horror. And I, not and at personally, all. I, for, for a second there, I, I was like, it's, why, why is this listed as a horror? Right. Um, but then, I, then there was one scene, and it was at the dinner scene where she's explaining her paintings to the father. Yeah. And and she was he was like he, I paint landscapes and he's like oh so it's like a person and like she's like no and he showed her the, she showed him the pictures yeah. and it was just the landscape and he's like well how do you know how to feel when you look at this and she's like well so how I feel when I when I paint it and so I was like oh I, I that makes sense like this this horror movie yeah depends on how you're feeling when you when you watch it right. Don't watch it depressed. Yeah, if you're depressed, <laughs> this is not the fucking Don't movie watch for you. Depressed. Yeah, yeah, because this is a real downer. This movie, especially at the end, once he realizes exactly what's going on, it's like, oh uh, shit. God okay, damn so now that we got that out of the way, yeah. go go watch it yourself. Yeah. All right. So, particularly the the scene that that to me was the dinner scene, right? And it was illustrating the fact that the author, the the person himself, who's telling the story of his own life has all the timelines, all the events of his life are kind of blurry. He's not yeah. really putting them together correctly. So he's not authoring the story of his life very clearly because he doesn't really remember everything quite as well as he should. And at the end, you kind I, of realize because... Why? Right, you you realize why. And then, and all along, they kind of keep hinting, you know, you keep seeing the janitor, the old guy. Yeah. And you're like, what are they cutting to these clips of this old dude for? Yeah, like but, mopping the floor, watching right. the high school play, or but when you watch yeah. it the second time, it all makes sense, right? Like even right at the very beginning, but the girlfriend is standing on the side of the car, and the first, or standing at the street, and the first thing you hear is, "I'm, I'm thinking of ending things." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it starts. And then she and starts then, talking about her boyfriend and how their relationship is really kind of a wild, passionate relationship, but yet something just isn't right about it and she thinks she's thinking about ending things and at mm-hmm. that moment you see the old man in the building right above her mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. out the window so and you hear that whisper yes yes that she keeps hearing in her cell in her cell phone messages right and not only that while they're driving the car you kind of get the impression that is he a psychic or something because it's like he's hearing her in her thoughts yeah she's, yeah she's she's staring out the window and again she says i'm thinking about ending things and, and then the, he the says, camera work is great too. There, right, right. But he, he again, it's like he starts interrupting her. Like he hears what she's thinking, and you're thinking, well, well how the fuck can he hear what she's? Thinking? Yeah, several times. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just like a one-off. We're like, ah, oh, he got lucky there. He thought he heard her say something. He like it was several times. I'm like, yeah, what the hell's going on? Exactly, exactly. Uh, and they're and they're basically they're you know boyfriend and girlfriend. They've been dating for a while, according to her narration. Which, of course, we find out at the end, her narration is really him. It's really yeah. his thoughts. It's really his memories of a girl he once dated. And it almost gives you the impression that he may not have actually dated her very long Yeah, that's all. what I'm thinking. I, I don't even know if he really dated her. Like, yeah, it like might have been the, someone the impression that he I got, like, simply he saw in. her in that, like, that story about seeing her during the trivia night yeah. was real. Yes. And, and, and what I took away from it was that he wished that he would have done more to like talk to her yes. and, and yes. bring her into his life. Yes. Now these are all thoughts of woulda, shoulda, coulda yeah. after yeah. He, he's, yeah. he, he's old now. And, and yes. he, he, you know, he, he's funneling in 
his ideals of what he thinks this girl would have been like and how maybe his life would have been different. Would have been better, yeah, than, than right, how it turned right. out. Yeah. And then yeah, so I don't like I don't know if he dated her. I really don't. Right, that's the thing. You don't know. But you I, I assume that at some point they may have dated because the cell phone rings and it's her. It's her cell phone ringing with her calling herself. The the, the caller is Lucy as she pulls the phone out of her pocket. But it changed a couple times too, yes, though. Yes, when it, it did. When called. You're right. But, the but first that could time... be because he's not remembering the right name. Right. Right. Again, I it, it it these are all things like you 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 try to piece together when you're watching it. And the thing yeah. about it is, you know, a GQ magazine did a, was it GQ, some magazine did like a, an interview with Charlie Kaufman saying, "Dude, you have got to explain to me what the fuck is going on <laughs> in this movie." And he goes, "Listen, I'm not going to tell you what's going on. I want you to interpret it for yourself. But I want you to know that maybe he doesn't know. Well, no, he says <laughs> ultimately the story is about a man who is ready to end his life. Yeah, and he's thinking about all the things that he did, all the decisions he made or didn't make, all the poor judgments, all the good judgments, all the people that harassed him for being the outcast, the loser, the like those girls at the ice cream stand. Right, and the, if you look, those girls at the ice cream stand were the girls in the hallway where he worked as a janitor. So he was just misrepresenting you know, that harassment from those high school yeah. kids as, you know, this, this, uh, in the book, it was a dairy queen in, in the, in the film, it was this, you know, made up name place. Something, uh, yeah. Place. Terry town or something. Yeah. Did you, you read the book, Sal? No, I just, I, I read the interview with Charlie Kaufman. He was showing, okay. he was talking about the things that he changed and why he changed yeah. them and, and some of the things like that. But basically he's, he's not going to explain it to anybody. He said, the movie is for you to interpret. I'm just giving you a general outline of what's going on. You decide exactly what is going on there, what exactly right. happened. So that's the art, kind of like I said about like the girl with her paintings. Right. And, and that, like it, as a matter of fact, that scene isn't in the book. He put that scene in there as, as, as a message about this movie. It's not <laughs> about what he's telling you to see. What do you feel, feel when you watch it? Right, exactly. What do you think this movie is about? How do you feel while watching this movie? Right, and it depends on your state of mind when you watch it. And let me tell you, it, made, it made me depressed because I was. Oh, like, me too, man. First me of all, too. first of all, we were. It was September. We were in the at the you know in the throes of a global pandemic. Haven't left the house in fucking months, <laughs> and then I'm watching this fucking depressing movie. Yeah. And at the end, I'm just like, the dude killed himself. Like this is yeah. a this is an entire thought about ending his life. I'm thinking about yeah. things. Isn't ending a relationship? It's thinking about ending his fucking life. And then how does he do it? He gets out of his truck naked in a snowstorm and fucking dies in the snow. And that maggoty pig leads him through the through the <laughs> snow. Yeah, like That's what like, the what fuck? The and I don't yeah. know if you let you know, it play straight through to the end of the credits. But no, I didn't. The no. guy with the snowplow discovers the body. Oh, okay. The, the yeah, snow, I, uh, halfway the snow through the movie, to, you know, the clear the lot at the school, and and the truck is buried under snow, and the dead guy's there. Uh, yeah, halfway through the movie, as I'm sitting there pondering whether I'm going to end it all, I was like, <laughs> "Fuck Sal for making me watch this movie, man!" Like, <laughs> like Jesus, like I don't need this in my life right now. <laughs> no, I've seen a few. I've seen a few of those like during the pandemic. Like, it's uh, like uh, <laughs> ugh. But the, no, thing, the thing that really where it started to really get kind of wild for me and I realized, OK, this story is more than all right. Now I'm kind of getting what's going on is when they got to the barn. And the OK. Sh and, and the sheep 
And then the lambs are suddenly like dead next to the door there. Yeah, that was weird. He's like, what are you going to do with these lambs? Yeah, they're frozen. He's like, yeah, we'll yeah, leave them there for right. spring. They'll probably burn them or something. You know, they, what are you gonna, they're frozen. You can't do anything with them right now. I think for me, and I wasn't even sure quite what was going on in the movie yet, was when they got to the house and the parents were upstairs. Yeah. And several times, he said, oh, here, here they come. Here they come. And then they, I was like, where? Like, <laughs> I didn't hear anybody coming down the stairs. I didn't hear anyone say, we're on our way down. Or he just, oh, here they come. Yeah. And then it would be like five more minutes and he would start talking about some other shit. Yeah. yeah. And then I said, oh, oh, here they come. I'm like, what well, the hell's the going on is, here? The thing is, that was starting to build up a little anxiety with me. Not oh, just yeah, that, it was. But the fucking basement door. Uh, the basement door. Yeah, yeah, that was like, what the fuck is going on there? Yeah. And then there's uh, like a dog, and then there's not a dog. <laughs> yeah, and he kept shaking his head and stuff. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Oh, but then, then when when she went when she went into his bedroom, there was the urn there with the dog's name on it. It was like Jimmy, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Yes. Wasn't the dog Jimmy? Yeah. yeah, his urn was sitting there on the bookshelf. I'm yes. like, wait a minute, wait what? And then that's when it gets really weird because time starts to jump around. The oh fucking God, mom yeah. and dad, they're like really young, then they're really old, and it's like, oh, what? Then they're yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was very wild. It was a very wild and confusing movie the first time watching it. Yeah, I got to watch it the second time. But as you get towards the end, you begin to realize exactly what's going on. And then once they finally go to the high school, and I'm thinking, why the fuck are they going to the high school? <laughs> Yeah, and then it breaks out into the fucking uh, uh, the it's dance. like a musical. Yeah, the dance scene in the fucking hallway, <laughs> and then it goes to Oklahoma. Yeah, then he's on stage. It's yeah, like, they have that whole conversation about Oklahoma in the car, and then the the final scene of the movie is well before you know this this car in the snow is him doing Oklahoma. Yeah, and then it ends with a standing ovation, but he starts crying but, on stage. Fake old people. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it was uh, it was wild. It, it was wild and depressing and terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Existential yes. horror. Like so my daughter said, "How'd you yeah, like?" Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't. It wasn't. No, like it's horror. not a typical horror movie. No, no, not at all. Like and even like when you say that uh, uh, Midsummer isn't a typical yeah, horror Midsummer movie. Yeah, Midsummer and Hereditary. Less... They're sort of not traditional. It's but very this... much a psychological horror film. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's you're inside your thoughts like if you have these kind of thoughts this is going to mess with you <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> yes yeah yeah I, yeah the human experience is is not a pleasant thing no. uh, and this points that out a lot and it, it makes you go god damn it god yeah damn it. yeah it was it, it was uh it was a difficult movie to watch and once you realized what was going on it was even more like oh shit yeah and th there's been a couple movies like that lately and even tv shows that make you you know, you're watching it, you're thinking, oh, this is pretty wild. And then at the end, you're like, oh, fuck. Now yeah. I realize what's really going on. Son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, it, it's almost um, it's almost as if you had M. Night Shyamalan on fucking uh, mushrooms to yeah. write this movie. <laughs> because, you know, it has that same kind of twisted end, but it's all discombobulated. The storyline is all fucked up. The timeline seems to fucking jump around. They're getting there in a snowstorm, and then at one point they look out the window, it's not even snowing at all. Then it's just snowing only on their car. Yeah. And nowhere <laughs> yeah. else. <laughs> and oh, it, like I man. said, it's because he is in mental distress, and he's thinking about suicide, and he's trying to rethink and relive his life but the the memories are so not fucking right that yeah. like, the story is all fucked up it was very 
Yeah. <laughs> Trippy. Yeah, very much so. But I definitely think it was worth watching. Like, sure. Yeah. As long as you're mentally stable enough to watch it, you should watch it. <laughs> yeah, but but don't look at it as a traditional horror. This is definitely no, no, definitely. Again, I I would call it an existential horror. It's basically, yeah. you know, the thoughts in your head that that you think that nobody else thinks about, but probably everyone does, and you're just like, oh fuck, this sucks. Everybody's a little yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. 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 We all go a little mad sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I liked it, though. I, I did. After I thought about it, and I got to watch it again to, to, to see if I can piece more together. But, I'm with uh, you. I'm yeah, with you I'm definitely, I definitely am of the mind that uh, watching it more than once definitely is a rewarding experience because you will see things that you didn't see the first time around. And this time it won't be so dreadful because of the fact that you already know what it's about. You already you know, know what's, gonna happen. what's going to happen. But you at least yeah. can like kind of see these things. And I will say that Jesse Plemons, fucking spectacular acting. Like It was awesome. Everybody was. It was, was, it was phenomenal. I just, I just, I was in awe of the skills of everyone that was in this movie. Um, yeah, bravo. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it did win a bunch of awards, you know. Um, did it? Nice. Uh, the Boston Society Film Critic Awards got the best screenplay, went to Charlie Kaufman. Best editing went to Robert Frazen, the editor. Uh, best actress for Chicago Crim- Film Critics Association went to Jesse Buckley. Uh, best supporting she was, actress, she was great. Tony Collette. Um, yeah, it was, it was just awesome. Best editing, again, Robert Fraser won that award. The Dublin Film Critics Circle, Jesse Buckley won an award for Best Actress. Uh, Florida Film Critics Circle, uh, Best Adapted Spring- Screenplay, Jesse, uh, Charlie Kaufman. Florida doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah, well, Florida. <laughs> um, we have the Best Screenplay from the Indie Wire Critics Poll went to Charlie oh, wow. Kaufman. Uh, nice. And the St. Louis Film Critics Best Adapted Screenplay went to Charlie Kaufman. Now, it got nominated for a whole bunch more than that, but really... It was a great picture. Um, Netflix I'm, does it again. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing is like Netflix, they spend the right amount, they spend the right money on the right um, uh, movies, I think. Yeah, and then again with Charlie Kaufman, like the, the guy is phenomenal at directing and and uh, writing, and this is not his craziest works of all, actually. But um, yeah, this guy. Very good. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I uh, when I when I give my 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 rating though, I'm going to give it an asterisk because it, don't go into it expecting traditional horror. No, uh, no, yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, I will say, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Charlie Kaufman's work, but do you know like my favorite Charlie Kaufman film of all time before this one? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. No, no, that's the only other one of his I know. I haven't watched yeah. a whole lot of his stuff. Being John Malkovich. Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. I, yeah, he wrote it and produced it, and he happened to actually convince John Malkovich to be in the fucking movie. That right there is everything you need to know. Yeah, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Again, he wrote that movie. Fantastic. Oh, that was him. Yeah, he wrote it. He didn't. That direct was that a good one. one. I like that one. He did not direct that one. He did write it though. Oh, okay. Um. But, uh, yeah, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Being John Malkovich, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind, which, again, he wrote that one and it was the executive producer. He did not direct it. Um, and then, of course, um, I'm thinking of ending things. Um, let's give it a rating. So, for me, although you're right, it is not a traditional horror movie. I would call it an existential horror movie or a psychological thriller, perhaps. 
but this I I'm gonna give it uh, three out of five stars. Okay. All right. I agree. Yeah. It's... I was gonna go three and a half, but we can do three. All right. So then we'll do uh, American Nightmare Podcast gives it a uh, three stars, and uh, we approve it. Go ahead and go see it. Just don't watch it depressed. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> listen, Warning you now. Don't yeah, watch if, it if you're already if, in a bad state. Yeah. If you're not of stable mind like I was during uh, the pandemic when this thing came out, it's really depressing. Oh, I could imagine, dude, because I was I was in a pretty good state of mind when I watched it, and at the end of the vid, I'm just like, yeah. This that's how it's, uh, I'm going to die tomorrow, the, probably. That's how the devil all the time was for me, too. I was like watching it, just going, oh, man. This yeah. poor, poor that, guy, you nothing, know what I mean? There's nothing bright about that movie, either. This no, poor kid, just nothing. It's all shit in his life, you know? I was like, yeah. 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 All right. Awesome. Great. Uh, so let me just wrap up the show real quick. I'll say uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the American Nightmare podcast. Um, yeah, thanks. The number of listeners is growing exponentially, it seems, every freaking week, which we're so happy to hear. Thank you, listeners. Tell your friends about it. And, of course, we need to get some feedback from you. So if you have any ideas, any suggestions for what we, please, should, please, please. Yeah, what we should watch for some future podcasts or any general feedback or you think you have a great idea for a top five list. Yeah, please. please. Yeah, <laughs> send us an email at feedback at the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com. You can visit us on our website, the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com or on our Facebook group, the American Nightmare podcast on Facebook. Um, you'll also see that we are available on Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts. We're available on Spotify. We're available on Google Podcasts. Uh, pretty much any podcast service out there, I have us listed in those directories. So if you want to hear more, please subscribe and tell your friends. Uh, and, uh, tell them all. Yep, you'll hear us, us again next month. And until then, see you later. <laughs>